Gotta love an unmixed beat. <laughs> Getting those nice vibes, those nice Sunday vibes. And what's up, y'all? This is Trancy. And this is Cedric. <laughs> You're kind of delayed, but it's okay. Because it's delayed, because, you know, anyway. And we're through the crate. We're through the crate. Okay. We're through the crate. We're through the crate. <laughs> we're through the crate. It's delayed, so you're off beat. Ah, it sucks. All right, but anyway, <laughs> what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. And this is Cedric. And, and we are through, through the crate. crate, digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's, Let's get to get it. To it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I Fuck mean, is up. dude, life is is amazing right now. You know why? <coughs> we why? figured out we figured out a good way to you know get this going and and have our 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 some content for our listeners. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Keep it going. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's all on the shoulders. That's it. The shoulders. Kill him with the shoulders. <laughs> all right. Um. Cool. Uh, we have a packed agenda for these guys today, huh? We do. Right. It's great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's going to be flawless, as uh, the kids I, say. I don't, know about, I don't know about flawless, but I mean, as flawless as we can be. It's incredible. The best the show ever. The best show. We've got all the incredible. Um, this is really interesting stuff. I mean. I mean, I, I know all the top people all the in the podcasting people. space. And they, they keep telling me this is the best, <laughs> the best All they've the seen. People, the best they've seen. They know everything. I know everything. This is it. I mean, we should, we should just try it out, right? I mean, it's, it's you know. Let's just do we're, it. We're, we're, we're try it out, right? Yeah. yeah right, 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 right. Let's do it. So do you think you can inject uh, <laughs> bleed? Dude, if, I could in, if, if I could inject <laughs> hip hop directly into my veins, I would. Right? This podcast is the closest thing to it, so fuck it. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about some fucking topics and shit. Like, what do we, what do we want to do? Um, do we have a verse or anything like that? I don't think we get a verse for this. There's no verse. Today. There's no need for. We a have verse. we have so much other shit that we want to talk about today. I feel like so. So okay. let's let's just talk about I guess trending music. Yeah, I think let's yeah. Start let's start there. Cool. Um, well, yeah, we've have hopefully by now be accustomed to the name the baby yes <laughs> aka baby jesus right aka killed a man in i think it was a walmart parking oh lot God. killed a man in talks, a walmart? yeah the dude was like what coming up to him was being aggressive so he killed him yeah all right um but yes the baby interesting charlotte rapper charlotte uh, he dropped his album mm-hmm. called Blame It On Baby, and it's projected to go number one this week. So that will be his second number one. Mm-hmm. And this kind of follows up his last number one, which was Kirk. Uh, yeah. And he had a run, bro. He had a freaking amazing 2019. And he's starting off 2020, like not losing steam at all. If anything, he's picking up steam. So Definitely. Congrats it's crazy. Did you get a chance to listen to it at all? I have not. So this week has been really, really um, 
busy for me work wise. So again, I think I've mentioned this before, but whenever I'm, I have to do my thinking and I need to like get my brain to start working I listen to jazz or, or like lo-fi instrumentals, like stuff like that, that, that doesn't have words. So I wasn't able to do that. Like I literally just reviewed West Side Gun's album this morning. So, but I went through nice. it with a fine, I went through it with a fine tooth comb. Like I, I got some, some thoughts and some, some stuff like that, but, but yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm prepared for our, uh, stuff. I kind of jumped the gun on that one, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck it. I mean, let's just get right into the hip hop cafe. Then. Yes. Let's get right to it. Um, let's just do this. Nice. so even though that was the verse shit we're gonna use that one because we already used our new beat for the beginning so sure, it means not? i just it just means i need to keep making different things just for us don't stop <laughs> don't stop creating bam, bam, bam. You know okay what? yeah no all right that's your other half talking right there right shut up yes i am half white this happens Okay. Jeez. It happened. God. So, since Tressy, you know, jumped the gun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are going to be talking about West Side Gun's latest full length. I guess it's in 2020. You can consider it to be a full length project. Uh, Pray for Paris. Pray for Paris. Mm-hmm. He okay. is one third of the rap group Griselda. Yep. Uh, coming mm. out of Buffalo. Are the, yeah, Buffalo, New York. Are they a rap group or is it just like a collective type of thing? It's like a group collective thing, yeah. Record label. I still say group because it's like, it's like Wu-Tang. It's like, yeah. there's a bunch of niggas, but like they, you know, <laughs> bunch they're all of niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of niggas. Bunch of niggas, man. Uh, but you know, they Griselda made some splashes last year. They got signed yeah. to uh Shady Records. So they are like doing their thing now. Definitely. And they're making splashes because of their raw, gritty, mm-hmm. street bars, you know, throwback, boom bap style beats. Yep. Sample heavy beats. And mm-hmm. just not being no bitch ass niggas. That, I mean, that's 100%. Kinda, that's kind of their whole thing is we ain't no bitch-ass rap niggas, so. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We ain't no bitch-ass rap niggas. That's it. That's that's going to be so, my, yeah. my shit. I ain't no bitch-ass rap nigga. You really are. Uh, I am? What? What the fuck? I didn't think I was. Damn so it. So what'd you think? What'd you think? Um. Yeah, so... I got some thoughts. Um, the over <laughs> when I hear, here go. Here go. Yeah. Uh, overall, like it, the whole album just feels like you know, like just how we described them, like some old, old school, like classic hip hop shit. That New York gotta like. I used to be on the block all day, serving all these cakes to your mama for her birthday. Like, oh, that was a oh, bar. Oh, <laughs> that was a bar. What? 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 On the top of the dome, man. What? 
anyway. Watch out. Watch out, West Side. Watch that, out. That's what that's what this album does to you. It makes you want to get back into that whole like I'm gritty and I'm young and not not you know, like it's yeah. crazy. Um lots of wrestling references that I had to look up because I was just like, Who yes. the fuck are these people? And so <laughs> Apparently, Westside does that a lot. Like a lot of his yeah. earlier projects, he had a lot of wrestling references too. So, uh, yeah, I should probably I was preface. Definitely like, yeah, I should probably preface this this with uh, I this is my first Westside Gun listen. Like, this is my introduction to, up to him. Like, I've heard of him before. I knew right. who he was. Never really listened to his music. But yeah, um, it was pretty cool. I mean, lots of cocaine talk. Uh, you know. Yes. And yes. the one thing I like, I appreciate from him is that I believe his co- cocaine talk because he's 37. <laughs> because like the niggas that was that, that are like 20 or 23 and they're talking about selling cocaine and, and, and crack and shit. And I'm, to me, it's like, it was a bigger deal back when like niggas was like, when he, when Westside Gun was like 20, right. you know what I mean? Like right. there was money to be make, made. Not saying that I'm like, um, uh, condoning the selling of crack of selling of cocaine drugs but yeah but like i believe that like it just means like this man was like the shit it, it reminds me of that schoolboy q line ah oh, fuck i'll have to look it up but um yeah uh he also this music also reminds me of ross caesar's music nice it's, it's you know what i mean like it's, it's yeah, the, yeah 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 you know what i mean it's the slow like I'm talking that shit. I'm swaggy with it. Like I'm right. fly as fuck type shit, you know, which is dope. Um, and another thing about this project is I had to read the <clears throat> lyrics a lot. Like I had to, because the ad libs were so fucking loud. Like to me, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, what is this guy saying? Like as a new listener, how am I supposed to get into this? And right. as much as I love the ad libs, I'm just like, I want to hear what you're actually saying. So that was kind of one of the things. And then another thing is like the first half of the 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 album was like some like good drum beats and like some some like good classic hip hop shit. And then the other side, like the second half of the album, like had no drums. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so. So so, so I'm very glad you kind of brought that up because that's kind of like when I listen to my music now, I used to listen to everything flat. Yeah. Uh, but then I got these new headphones. And the bass is fucking killer, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I I give it like a slight little bass boost just so I can kind of feel it and shit. Mm-hmm. There was like no low end on this project <laughs> at none, all. None. Like, and it was right. you know part of me was like, fuck, man, I kind of just want some banging shit to just yeah. you know to bop to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was very refreshing. Like I could mm-hmm. I could easily listen to it over and over again without getting the ear fatigue or right. you know like without getting a headache because the 808 is just fucking killing my skull. Yeah. There's and not a bunch it, of hi-hats it, everywhere. Just tick, tick, ticking away, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, it, and like you said, half the album has no drums. So, yeah. uh, but it, it, it was definitely refreshing to hear music that was mixed that way or music that was put together that way where, I mean, the focus is literally on the samples and the lyrics. Yeah. Like the beats don't overshadow. Like, and that's, one thing about him, like, even though most of the beats were done by the in-house producer, uh, a Derringer, mm-hmm. all the other outside beats that he got, they still kind of fit that same soundscape. You know, they kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. had a, the same kind of vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, I mean, Alchemist had some beats on here. Yeah. Premier. 
Premiere. Now, Premiere, finally, that song had drums. Yes, that song, that had, song drums. had drums. Thank but you. It, but it also had that old school boom bat. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, this album was pretty interesting. Like, I don't know if mm, I will go that far. I would probably listen to this again. Um, I don't know if it would be in like my regular rotation. I have to be in like a certain mood. Um, right. But yeah. Um, also, another thing to comment about this this uh, album, I was way more in tune and way more interested in what his features were saying than what he was saying. Interesting. So as I was, because I, as I said, I read through the album and I mean, like a lot of stuff that, um, he was saying was cool. Maybe it's because I wasn't picking up on it. Maybe it's like it's references that I don't really understand. Um, but there was out of all of the the verses, there was only one thing that really popped out to me that I thought was super cool that he uh, said. It was uh, the lyric was on um, Sean versus Flair, and the lyric was "Know some ox pray five times a day and wear Christian." And I was like, that is a fly ass fucking bar. But right. he was also talking about a lot of shit that I probably just don't know about, which is why, um, <laughs> which is why so, they kind of flew over my head. <laughs> so some, you know, one of the kind of cool things he did is kind of how he, he ends the album. It's pretty dope. Um, it's yeah. like a tap dancing solo. Yeah, I thought that was so amazing. But that is totally a drug reference. Really? Uh, so when you- I'm so, when I'm you, such a square. <laughs> when you when you step on a brick or like when you when you tap dance on a, on a brick right oh you're, yeah yeah you're stretching it out got you yeah so you know some rappers make references like you know my shit is so so clean and and, and pure it's never been stepped on like mm -hmm. it's uncut right yeah so that whole concept was him just like you know stretching the shit out and he you know obviously he says a lot of drug references he yeah you're surprised I turn one and make it two. Like, okay, yes, we get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We get it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was Delicious. interesting. Um, I mean, one thing that kind of got me about this, though, is mm -hmm. even though he is an older rapper, he's not of this generation of rappers. He's kind no. of of our generation of rappers. Mm -hmm. the, the songs were pretty short overall. Um, and I felt like I didn't get enough of West Side. And, mm, yeah, you know, even on the songs where he was the only artist, because there were a lot of features on there. There was a decent yeah. amount of features. But even on the songs where there wasn't a feature, he would, some songs, he would just have one verse. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the song that you're referring to, the Sean verse Flair, the one that's produced by DJ Premier. Mm -hmm. How are you going to take a Primo B, bro? And... Yeah. Just have one verse. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of. Yeah. You know, it's it's like the good verse. It's 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 a dope verse. But you know, for me, if you get a legendary producer like that on your project, right, and you have one verse, right, that needs to be the intro, or that needs to be like a set interlude into a bigger. You like it needs to play into the bigger piece and not just kind of be a song with one verse. Right. You know. With that being said. Uh, Overall, I mean, I think the project kind of does what it sets out to do, you know, with yeah. the name being, you know, Pray for Paris. For Paris, right. You know, it was inspired by him being in Paris for the for Fashion Week. Yeah. And, you know, him talking to all these, you know, stars, people who are way bigger than him, 
and people knowing who he is and yeah. you know him having this money and being able to enjoy his life so this was a very artistic way to kind of talk about that braggadocious rapper lifestyle yeah yeah um in a very i think non-conventional way because these beats and the the sound of this is not very like in your face i'm bragging about all the money i got like but when you think about a braggy record you don't think about some of these songs no but you know but you think about these... i was just gonna say but you, but you think about like the style in which he's saying it right you know the what east mean? coast swag that you always like, talk about how they just say shit a certain just, way you're yeah. just like damn like he'll make fucking ego waffles sound cool like waking up no i'm not even gonna try and freestyle again i'm not even i, I gotta be one and done this <laughs> <laughs> was good <laughs> but yeah. i mean what do you think of his voice um his voice was um interesting on, on the like in the beginning but now that i've listened to the because it was this wasn't the first time i've listened to the album today this right. is the first time i actually actively listened to the album um but it was it was interesting because he's super high pitched. He's up there and he's talking to you like this and I'm going to kill your mom. I don't know. Shit like that. Like and so it's it's kind of like you're taken aback. But then once you get used to it, like you understand why people love that shit. Right. Um, yeah, his voice was fine. I mean, I don't want to hear him sing. Like that girl, oh, that, that girl that he tried God. to attempt. And why does he keep French calling coast? her a bitch? I wrote down. Let me bitch, tell you. Let me tell you. Let me, you. Bitch, like, bro, calm the fuck down, dude. My my exact note <laughs> was uh, the way he says "bitch" makes me feel dirty. Yeah, and, and the way like, she's all singing, and she's singing all pretty behind it with like like the, he's like bitch, she's she's just, yeah. bitch, like she's got the effects on her voice and all this like nice like and he's just like i'm cutting through bitch like he's cutting through like it it just doesn't fit so that song was super crazy but then wale's on that song wale's fucking verse was fucking killer on that song yeah his verse was yeah. great and then i also love the way that he referenced like all the black designers in like such a creative way like how and then also like kind of right. referencing to what he just did on wow that's crazy with sumi uh, you know, shout out to to Easy, like I'm rooting for everyone black. You know, the Easter race. Right. So just like that was super like dope the way he was um the way he was doing that. But um, but yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't I can't stand him singing. I can't. But I think that that honestly speaks to the respect that rappers have for Westside Gun and yep. Zelda in general. Yep. Is that when they came and every every guest on this project when they came in they all killed it except for one person i'll get to that later yeah um, we'll see. uh everybody killed it but they also kind of loosely tied in the paris fashion art theme throughout their verses so like you no, said you know while i was talking about different designers you know and and every you know every person who contributed to it kind of added that little artscape to it as well right right um, I thought Freddie Gibbs fucking murdered his verse, yo. Oh my god! Oh fuck, yes, bro. yes. Five hundred dollar yes. ounces, Freddie Gibbs by far. Chew, chewed that beat up, <laughs> swallowed it, threw it up, and then ate that bitch again. That's gross. Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But, was disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
he did really well i i loved that song um or like just just but that's the thing i said that's why i was trying to say like his features were more stand out than him on this al album but also um i think he also like kind of not coached them but a lot of the ones like wale and freddie gibbs they had a lot of wrestling um references too exactly yeah so it's kind of like a lot of these people like they respect it and like they, like you can tell like that they respected it and that they um intentionally wanted to make sure that they fit the exactly. aesthetic so yeah i definitely agree with that um exactly i don't know the same song though that you rock couldn't Horrible. stand it, it worst. was awful worst. it was the worst nope. thing i've heard it's on the whole project nope. like, that is the one i have that note here too <laughs> it's terrible yeah it's, it's absolutely like and it, it's the unorthodox flow the motion. you know like <laughs> sorry <laughs> i mean now if what he's saying is not the worst thing like the worst thing ever but his delivery his voice Horrible. it's just it's awful it's terrible i don't mind it, his voice his delivery sucked it's terrible it was just like a run-on sentence i can't i can't don't make me please um it was a run -on one of sentence. my other one of my other favorite songs uh is the one called george bondo yeah uh that's the one with with all of Griselda on there. Yeah, and I mean their chemistry is just like yeah, it's they killer. And and like something about the producer and rapper combination. Like mm -hmm. when you get in that in that that niche where where you guys are just kind of side by side, shoulder to shoulder. You know, you can tell. You know, kind of like how the baby has as his producer who kind of came up with him and kind of made that sound. You know. Derringer's been lacing these guys up with beats for a while, and the mm -hmm. sound just like fits their voices so fucking well. It's, yeah. it, it it fits kind of what you're saying, like they're like the bad, the they ain't no bitch ass rappers, and it yeah. sounds that way. And like man, Benny the Butcher had some, you know, gave a nice little shout out to the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, like, what, what do you think? He said, uh, I think it's a game until I Patrick Kane, somebody homie. Yeah, That's sliding through with a stick. Shooting one by the goalie. Yeah, it's it's, it's bars, man. It's, like it, no, it's great. Um, and and I I I read that Patrick Kane is originally from Buffalo. So that's that's crazy. That's I mean bars. just another yeah bars. I mean um one of my favorite. I mean I like that song because it made me. It also introduced me to who George Kondo is. They changed the 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 because he's he's big and back being bull. Right, like a lot of these people are. Um, and then it just made, when I found out who he was, it just made me like, as, as soon as I, uh, found out who he is and that, and that he did that, my, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah. in my yeah. head, I just go, all of the lights <laughs> and like, <laughs> <we> started, <laughs> I just started playing the, uh, the interlude before. Cause that is one of my favorite fucking intros to a fucking track. But, um, so yeah, I started thinking about that. Um, one of my favorite songs is the three, two, seven song. That song, I was going to say, yeah so good joey um, joey joey has a line that um i actually thought has a double entendre i believe so um let me look at the i have the the actual um line that he said but that i liked but i want to bring up the um full line just so to, to give some context so you're just shooting out random bars of people and having them be like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah yeah, I want to give the context. So, um, so this is uh, during Joey's part. He's talking about um, sitting uh, with uh, who the six deuce with Puff and Hova, and he's and the lines are uh, 
talk about last night's ten thousand dollar bottles of protrude sip on the sip it like it's juice homie how could i lose uh this the shit that these fools will do to be in my shoes i'm done playing by the rules learn from the ogs i'm retiring the jewels so with him saying i'm retiring the jewels like in in and genius it does it says like you know he's trying to uh, reinvest his money into actual assets and not something that'll depreciate in value like jewels um and things of that nature but what i thought it was i really thought that it had to do with um since he's talking about these haters he's talking about like what these people can do would do to be in his shoes i feel like he's also saying like i'm retiring the jewels meaning I'm not giving up these gems to these people that don't even respect me anyway. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm I got you. jewels. I'm not giving you these gems. So I was like, that's, that's pretty dope. Like it could be taken both ways. Um, it's true. Cause I mean, Joey has even himself said, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing like 1999. Like that's, it's done. Like, like that was me. And now I'm, I'm a new, I'm, I'm not that same kid anymore. You know, I'm on right. some other shit. So yeah it's 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 interesting so yeah I, I mean like everyone showed up and showed out i mean tyler's verse was fucking fire too like, was, i just so that uh, that that 327 might be my favorite song so i think it's maybe one of the most pop friendly songs like mm -hmm. sonically it sounds the most easy and easily listenable i think yeah. out of out of most of the tracks like it's it's yeah. it's, it's definitely not the most underground sounding song on here. No. <laughs> Compared to a lot of the other shit that has no drums. Right. I thought it was also interesting on, on so the one song that I heard before this whole album was Allah Sent Me. Um, okay. And this, this song I knew, I, and I don't really mind him singing because he's not really singing on it because he's just like. I don't like um, it. <clears throat> nope. I, I I don't mind it. I really don't. For some for some reason, it doesn't sound that bad. And like, like, ayo, I miss the bricks, the days that bricks were only nineteen. Like that, like the way he like drags that on. Like to me, that also shows a little bit of the swag. And I think that's what he was trying to do on French toast. But on this one, it just comes through better, just because this one's better. This one's better. Yes, yes. But this it, it comes through better on this one, just because like he is like it's a gutter fucking song and he's talking right. about gutter shit like you can't right. sing to women and expect like i mean some women are into that that shit like they want they want like that gutter, you know like they want that shit but it's, I, I mean i'm just saying that like it just didn't come through uh to me at least as a woman it did it was not yeah, something yeah. like because he that french toast was intended to be a female a lady song like he and, said yeah. on on uh what is it dj booth or one of the things he was like yo this is supposed to be uh a way for me to get you know more women to, at, at my my show because it's all it would just be all dudes i'm trying to get these ladies out but you can't call me a bitch like that and expect me to want to i mean some some women might i don't know whatever your kink is but <laughs> that was just not for me <laughs> all right yeah so i mean one thing i do have to say about Allah sent me was yeah Again, their chemistry on that song. They complement each other so and well. And how dude. there's like an unorthodox way that they go back and forth. It's not like yeah. I do four bars, you do four bars, you do four bars. I, I love yeah. that. You know, it, it kind of keeps you on your toes and it yeah. shows that just, just their and their chemistry is just so fluid. Like it's not for us. It's just like, this is what we do, bro. We just rap together. Yeah, the, uh, the, um, 
the call and response is not um, expected. It's un, it's unpredictable. Right. You know, like you don't know who's gonna come in, who's not, and and it's just it's it's awesome. I I mean, I I love Griselda's energy. Like it's it's yeah. dope. I, I understand. So like now that like I've gone through this album, I kind of understand why people are really like involved and and liking what Griselda has to offer because it's it's nostalgic in a sense and it's like giving you that raw gritty shit that i mean nobody was really giving us like this you know it's it's it gives me a youtube uh uh not a youtube excuse me a wu-tang uh mob deep fucking like some 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 uh what is it uh black moon type shit no black moon's a little not i don't know but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and and i mean you know i guess overall i thought it was it was a it was a good project, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for exactly what it was, you know, he 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 accomplished, I think, what he set out to do, which is to make yeah. a artsy, braggadocious, gutter ass <laughs> rap album. Right. Um my biggest critiques, I mean, uh don't say what did you say? I said my biggest critiques, don't, don't say. sing. Uh-huh. And just give me a little more. Just give me a little more, you know? Uh, one and a half minute songs, two minute songs. You know, I expect that from, from the, the little yachties and the the other peeps. But okay. if you're on a, on a DJ premiere beat, I, I really want that to be a little bit more fleshed. Hmm. I'd have to disagree. I appreciated the length of the album and the length of the songs. 13 songs, 41 minutes. That was fine for me. Uh, you gave me I think some of the like the songs that no yeah I, I, yeah I appreciated it I don't I think that this is something that he could do so that he can appeal to the people that listen to the little yachties and all this other shit you know what I mean like I don't think he's gonna really appeal to them with the content but he's not he's talking about selling drugs not doing them so <laughs> I don't oh, know. that's right. Thank you. That's one other. Th- this is just one question I had. Mm-hmm. Do you ever notice how like rappers brag about how good they are at selling drugs? Yeah. It, but then they also have songs talking about like how broke they are. What do you mean, like how broke they are? Like how? Okay, now I'm now I'm in rap, and so like now I have all this money. But then they're also bragging about like how much money they made in the streets. It's always mm-hmm. just kind of been interesting to me, like. If you're making so much money in the streets, why don't you just do that? Because the risk versus reward, my guy. Okay. You want to die? <laughs> like, I want to not have to look over my shoulder every day. That, that's, that's been a very common theme in, in ex-drug dealer rappers. Exactly. But so. it also makes me not believe half of them. Or most of yeah. them that do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. But, yeah, there's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool well that was the hip-hop cafe yay now you're Are fine you I, 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 I just turned my shit up a little bit mm. I'm, 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 I'm. I'm trying okay. to keep the levels correct so dude you gotta stop yelling like calm down I'm not yelling. This is how I talk. Dude, it's real loud. Come on. <laughs> Ain't you never seen my movies? Dude. Come on. So, All right. 
A lot of shit's going on, guys. A lot of shit's going on in the world today, as you already know. Yes. Obviously, we are doing this because of, you know, COVID. And it's and I feel like it's driving everybody a little crazy. Yeah. You know, like I'm getting a little stir crazy. Like I'm at home and I'm just like, some days I'm up here, other days I'm like down here. And it's like, just wanna just wanna like do stuff. Um yeah! You know, uh, and I think it's got some rappers in their feelings. Yeah. Yeah, so. Like who? There's an incident that started, um, and it kind of took the hip-hop internet by storm. <gasps> First Montana, versus Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> versus Young Thug. So, so let, 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 let's take it from the beginning and then give your quick thoughts on this thing because it's, it's, okay. it, it, it's been a thing. Um, right. So Complex is Speedy Mormon. He interviewed Fish Montana and he got one hell of a fucking soundbite. Uh, yeah. The rapper recently had an IG live, live battle with Canadian rapper Tory Lanez in which many people said he won, which I think he did too. Because uh-huh. who is Tory Lanez? Um, Speedy, <laughs> Speedy asked French, you know, do you think there's someone else better to face off than Tory Lanez? And who would that person be? Honestly, uh, French said, I could go against anybody. You could put somebody like Kendrick Lamar next to me on the same stage at a festival, and I might outshine him. Not because I'm a better rapper or whatever it is. It's just I have more hits. Uh, and this... <laughs> <laughs> this had motherfuckers going crazy but even after like people were going nuts on him he didn't he didn't back down you know he, right. he sent off tweets like uh if we just talk about anthems me versus kendrick hit for hit believe me i can go neck to neck i've been making hits for a long time it ain't my fault i believe in myself how was i supposed to answer that question how many times i gotta prove myself before i get mine mm. i love that's not just for Kendrick. That's for anybody they put me in front of. Ask me that same question. What you want me to say? It should be your attitude, too. If you think any less of yourself, don't blame it on the next person who don't set it up. Mm. Mm. Love uh, your acting skills. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I just feel like I just came like... Uh, but you know what? He kind of has a point, right? I mean, you... Yeah. You're supposed to feel like you're the shit, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you yeah. think? Do you think he was out of pocket? Um, I think he's out of pocket. I don't think he's out of pocket for saying that he could compete. I think okay. everyone should think that they can compete. Right. Um, realistically, he can't. Um, but I mean, they're they're in two different ballparks. You know, like it's two different it's two different sports that they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. That's that's kind of what it is to me. But um, if you wanted to put Kendrick in that space, I really do think that Kendrick could hold his own against uh, French in that space. And the space that I'm thinking is like that club space. Um, when he talks about the festival stage, I think that's crazy because a lot of festival goers are the internet people. And that's right. all kindred space. Exactly. And um, what yeah. what kind of drove me crazy about the initial comment? He brought up Kendrick. Yeah. You know, Speedy Speedy didn't bring up Kendrick. 
He wasn't saying that. Yeah, he didn't say French that. brought up Kevin. He, he could have right. chosen anybody. He yeah. chose to go for the throne. Yeah, and so, so the backlash is, you know, to be expected. And mm-hmm. what was a little unexpected was some of the people who were coming to Kendrick's aid very quickly, one of yeah. which being Young, young Thug. thug right. um, so Young Thug pretty much came out on social media and just started like French yeah. constantly with like, I mean, he was going on live. He was like posting little videos. He was putting up mm-hmm. captions. You know, I'm not going to repeat some of the shit, but it's just, he was throwing a lot of shit. Yeah. Which, you know, I was thinking some of those things, but then it kind of quickly escalated into something completely different. Right, right, right. Uh, and it turned out to be some shit that happened last year about some woman between mm. French and Thug. Interesting. I didn't know that that was happening. A woman? So just woman. like, it was just, okay. So, so apparently they, so French they... and Go ahead. Apparently, French and Thug got into it last year at some club or some party. Um, and it was all about a woman. It was all based on a woman. Okay. Um, you know, French went on to, uh, to Everyday Struggle. He kind of broke it down. Like, you know, it started a couple years, you know, a year ago. We were at some, I didn't even realize that I had talked to this woman. And he was mad, you know, and I thought we were cool. But so, yeah, it's just, you know, and then, you know, Young Thug talking about, you know, French doesn't have a lot of money. <laughs> French talking about French talking about Young Thug wearing a dress. It's like in his video. It's like come on. Yeah, it was it's petty. I mean, petty. overall, I I mean, wow at uh you know these I mean, this just it just further proves the point that rappers are just like any other artist and they're sensitive. Like right. these these like everyone they're sensitive which means that like if there's a woman that's involved or whatever like you're gonna you're gonna get mad about something and then all of a sudden a beef is there and like we don't understand it also to me is like an insecurity thing too yes um and like these a lot of these beasts that that are based off of nothing like right here a woman like come on bro like there's plenty of them out there that I'm sure will fuck you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know if this one was a special one, which it doesn't seem like it. I don't know because neither of them are with this woman. But um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to me. Like the insecurities are out there. And then also, God damn it, French, he gets a lot of fucking girls. And I don't get it. He's not good looking. Yeah. So is Young Thug. I don't get, I don't, I don't get, it. I mean, to each their own, whatever your kink is. I guess that's going to be my theme this <laughs> Whatever you like being is. called, you like being called bitch like that. That's your kink. <laughs> you like niggas that wear dresses. Hey, that's your kink. Your kink. I, but I'm not judging. But I, I really don't like all the piercings in his face. Hey, that's your kink. Yeah, and it's it's just it, if you're just talking about music, you know, young thug, we can talk about oh. the music. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We can, if if you want to dispute French's claim that he has more hits than Kendrick, great. You know what? French Montana, zero number ones. He only has two in the top 10. And only yeah. 17 songs actually charted. Kendrick Lamar, two number ones, eight yeah. top 10, 48 total chart entries, right? Yeah. So if you want yeah. to break down the facts, you can talk in facts. Right. But Mr. Right. Young Thug, he's going to take it somewhere completely different. And that's right. that's, that's my main problem yep. with a lot of these rappers and a lot of the beefs that happen. It's, it's you know, we're not talking about what the actual beef is about, we're taking it right. somewhere completely left. 
Keep it in the yep. music. I love that shit. I love music yep. beats. I mean, the whole Versus series, it's lighthearted. It's, it's all love, and it's it's for the culture. Yep. That's fine. Have a conversation, mm-hmm. but don't don't escalate it and start threatening people on Instagram. You right, right. It, bro. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's like it's like, it, and that's why I'm, I I just shrug it off because it's the insecurity showing. That's it. Right, right. I move on. <laughs> well, you know, maybe if these guys had more education, you know, they may have, you know, maybe be able to handle their conflict a little bit better. But talk neither, about a segue. You know what I'm saying? But neither one of them. <laughs> one of them obviously uh had an ivy league education but mm. for those of you wishing that you had an ivy league education you might want to think twice so Ooh. according to politico uh stanford university is withdrawing an application for about seven and a half million dollars it would get in federal emergency funding based on its numbers of poor students harvard is also rejecting 8.7 million dollars citing the intense focus from, from politicians Um, Princeton said it's not accepting $2.4 million that it was supposed to get. Yale, Yale, another Ivy League college, Mm -hmm. also said that they would uh, be returning their funds. And in case you guys don't know, um, there was an aid package specifically for universities to use Mm -hmm. um, to help poor students who are, you know, Classes are canceled in most universities because of COVID. So they may, you know, they don't have a place to live because they're supposed to be living on campus. Now they can't. So this aid is supposed to be going to students to help them get through these hard times. Mm -hmm. Um, And the lion's share of of a lot of the relief money went to to public universities. Um, But still, you know, there's still uh, private universities and for-profit colleges who are getting some of this money. Why is that? you might say. Well, a lot of these Ivy League colleges, a lot of these larger universities have these things called endowments. There's pretty much chunks of money that they set aside and they invest in stocks, bonds, and all this type of shit, just like you would for your 401k. Okay. Every year they add to it and it accumulates over years and years and years and years and years and years. Harvard has like $38 billion in their endowment. Wow. Billion. Okay. And, you know, a lot of the, these Ivy League colleges have billions of dollars in their endowments. So the fact that these universities who are private universities are taking public funds and then using these public funds when they have a war chest in savings endowment that they could pull from in the need why are they taking my money and your money? I, I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't like when you told me about the story. I was very interested, and in I'm uh, glad you broke it down that way. Another thing that I wanted to ask you is like is withdrawing their application, which means that they they applied knowing what would happen with those funds, like how that they, that they would get them, or like like I'm just wondering like the like. When they applied and now they're withdrawing it because of backlash? Because of public pressure, yeah. I mean, even even Donald Trump came out and was like, yo, give, give me the fucking money back. Fuck you. Yeah. You guys have all this fucking money. You're 
one of the like the you know how much it costs to go to Harvard? Yeah, it's very expensive. It's insane. Yeah, and these are for these are for profit colleges, no? Harvard's not, Harvard's <laughs> no? not a for profit college. They're for profit. Okay. It's a, it's a private. Uh, it's a private university. It's not necessarily okay. for profit. Gotcha, for gotcha. profit or like your um, Western Career College. college. You can do, can do it. it. Yeah. yeah. So that's a for profit. Um, okay. Harvard is not technically considered a, a, a for profit. But it sounds university. like they got profit. But anyway, go ahead. So yeah, it's but it's <laughs> I don't know. It for me, it raises the question of you know how true are a lot of these politicians about free market and mm-hmm. you know socialism and you know socialism versus capitalism right yeah let yeah. let the free market pick winners and choosers the government should not intervene but then the government does intervene right intervenes for you know the likes of the privileged like Yale and Harvard right so you know it's I don't know. It, it it just seems not fair to me, and and, and the optics are, are terrible. You know, I mean, there was stories uh, that came out last week of some larger chains taking money that was supposed to be going to mom and pop shops. Oh yeah, you know, and I, and I think it just speaks more to the bigger kind of nature of our of our economy as a whole. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not mer it's not meritocracy. It's 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 who you know. It's it's how much money you have and how much influence you have for how much you're gonna get back. True. Did you see, this is a quick tangent. Did you see uh, how everybody's going in on Nancy Pelosi and, have, and having her uh, Jenny's ice cream? And then how- And then also how Whoopi was like trying to defend it because Jenny's ice cream is a small business. I was just like, hmm, Jenny's ice cream, small business. I don't think that's a small fucking business. If you, Nancy Pelosi, and all these other motherfuckers is buying $12 fucking pints, that shit doesn't sound fucking small. You say, I send people these things all the time. Okay. Like, what do you, what, then it's like, what qualifies as a small business to you? Right. Like, because they're not making fucking billions and billions of dollars or right. something? And I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> I've stopped taking the view seriously. Like oh, I've never. I, t- I mean, exactly. The first time what? I even like. <laughs> what? Who? I, and I used to love Whippy until she started talking. Like, right, what? shut your mouth. And and I mean, I I can't even react to her words because she's never. been she's been doing she's done interviews where she's not even known what the fuck she's talking about and been. I'm done. So, yeah. So I I you know what I don't even care. That's all the. <laughs> the fact that she has a show and she can talk about these types of things without challenging the actual, mm. you know, the actual issues without challenging any of the issues. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the whole yeah. Nancy Pelosi thing just takes me somewhere else because yeah, if, if you if you watch that interview, mm-hmm. she proves she's not social distancing herself. She says, oh, yes, we just re- restocked the freezer for Easter because my family, uh, and then she stopped and cut herself off. Yeah. And continued on. Yeah. So she heard she had her family over for Thanksgiving. Fuck her. Or Easter. Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of speaks to the whole. But that's that's why I brought it up because yeah. it's like small, those, that's not a small business. Right. And these, these colleges, they don't need these funds. 
The right. people that need them are the ones that are essential workers, that the people that are, are not making, in, that, are, that are actually small businesses. Right. And that money's just not getting allocated that way. And it's because of the bills that are being passed and shit like that. So. Exactly. Yeah. And if you, in these big colleges with all these endowments, can you let some more niggas in? Yeah, I mean, let, let <laughs> What's so no, funny? Got the money. Shit. <laughs> What's so funny is I just finished watching. Uh, there was this episode um, uh, on sh- this 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 TV show called uh, Shrill on um, Hulu. It's Never by Ad it. Bryant. It's by Ad Bryant. Um, she's uh, Ad Bryant's on SNL. She's got her own TV show on Hulu. Um, but she is she's like a she works for a paper that's kind of like a small town paper in Portland, I believe. She goes to this thing called Wahan, and it's just women are it's it's basically stands for women are making a moment and uh it's like three hundred dollars to go into it's like it's like one of those like conferences or whatever right three hundred dollars a ticket and so at one point she goes so she's asking the the leader of it and she's like hey um so she was able to get an interview she was like um why when you you're saying that this this is a movement for women but um it seems like the price point is a little outrageous like how do you expect like lower income people to get in? She goes, Oh, we have like a lower income um, thing. Like we have, we have a, pro- a program. And as soon as she asked, asked that question, she's like, okay, I have to go now. Sorry. And so she, so she asks uh, the assistant, <laughs> is there any way I can get an interview with some of these low income people that have got, come through the program? And she go, and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. You can't, she had to work. Yes, she can't. She had to work, so she couldn't make it. What? So yeah, so it's just it's, that's what it, that's what our government is. That's what that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's funny. Shrill is a is a is a good TV show. It's kind of weird at the first, but if once you get into it, it's pretty funny. But yeah, um, yeah that that was that's how that's how shit's working nowadays. Yeah, you know, and I it's like the the people who work and who yeah. have to work for a living, the working class people. Yeah. you know, tend to be, um, you know, more minority and a more a part of the culture. It's happening. It's happening. Um, it's all happening. Those people Ooh, tend so to always too. get the shorter end of the stick, whether it's yeah. higher education, whether it's in getting government subsidies or getting any type of government assistance, or even when it comes to their, their safety. I mean, mm-hmm. look at what's happening in Georgia right now. You yeah. know, uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp went ahead with plans to begin reopening his state on Friday, which Friday that's already passed, so this has already happened. Right. Um, hair salons, gyms, spas, tattoo parlors, bowling alleys, they're all open again. Um, and then on this Monday, which will be today, I guess, if you're listening on the day this drops, um, mm-hmm. will also be allowed to open for dine-in service during a fucking pandemic. Um, many residents and local government officials are not supportive of the governor's decision. Atlanta mayor, let's guess what F- 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 ethnic group the Atlanta mayor is. Atlanta mayor, yes. Keisha Lance Bottoms, yes. urged residents to stay home. Right. Uh, she's quoted as saying, just stay home. Listen to the scientists. Yep. There is nothing essential about going to a bowling alley or getting a manicure in the middle of a pandemic. pandemic. Uh, President Trump, believe it or not, who initially showed support for Kemp, 
has walked his comments back. Yeah. Actually, the White House released a three-step phase for reopening of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, President Trump said, uh, I told Governor Brian Kemp that I disagree strongly with his decision to open certain facilities, which are in violation of the phase one guideline. I mm-hmm. want to do things that he thinks is right, but I disagree with him on what he's doing. So if, so first of all, why is anybody opening up right now? Then it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me that anybody would even try and, and think that this is okay. Like, like there's no, there's no, there's no cure. Right. People are still dying. Yep. Why do we need to open up? Like people need to just fucking calm down. Like I understand like the mental health of, 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 uh, of the country and shit is in, 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 um, in jeopardy. Right. But at the same time, like we're dying, like right. <laughs> people are dying. And, and, uh, it's very interesting for, for, for this governor in particular, because we know what, um, the majority of people that frequent and actually work in barbershops and in nail salons, um, <laughs> what are you doing? A drum that that was the worst like that's gonna hurt people's ears but anyway <laughs> um but yeah dude like it's it's crazy so and like we are the most affected by this uh pandemic like because of our um pre-existing health condition uh, conditions and the fact that we don't like to go to the doctor and we can't go to the doctor because half of us don't have jobs that provide benefits you know what i mean like right so like with all of those things coming together, like, and you think about like this man just saying, oh, y'all can go back to doing the shit that y'all do. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's dumb. I don't understand why we're, we're, I mean, our fucking president's telling us to fucking put bleach in our fucking veins, telling us to drink fucking disinfectant. Like it doesn't, it, like the shit is hitting the fan. Like we're in a pandemic, we're forced to stay home and our president is telling us to drink bleach. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, this is going to be in people's, this is going to be in history books. So just like, kids slight, are going to learn about this. Slight, slight tangent since you brought it up. Um, across the country, states and local municipalities are reporting increased costs to the. Yes. Um, what, um, what is that shit called? The fucking like the poisonous poison control, yeah. control people because people what, are actually what? doing it. Yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb. Um, like it and because this is people listen to these people. Right. Like and then it just also comes back to my 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 philos- like now I don't even know what the fuck to call it, but the fact that critical thought is lost. Nobody knows how to think for themselves. Nobody. Like it, it's crazy. You're drinking bleach because somebody that's dumber than you told you to. <laughs> like and then ask them, I mean, I don't know if they're dumber than you because you're drinking bleach <laughs> like what <laughs> so yeah um this shit is crazy this is the world we live in right now um i just hope that all of our listeners are not drinking bleach please don't and i hope that all of our listeners that are in georgia um stay home please just stay you know, home look at my shit guys look at this you see that it's <laughs> fucking it's the worst but you know what i'm not going to get my shit done nah man We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. You know, I, I'm Aren't, not going to put my life on the line, my wife's life on the line, 
the person doing my hair's life on the line. Yeah. You know, it's it's just not worth it. Why? Because my shit looks fucked up. I'll be all y'all exactly. see. It. Give me a few weeks. I'm gonna get my shit right. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, would you cut him? Maybe if it gets too fucked up, I might have to. We'll see. It's just Damn. hair. This shit grows back. It's whatever. You'd have to start all over. Man, whatever. It's just hair. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Just hair. I put on makeup today. I, I, you did? Oh, look at you. Yeah, no, I can tell. Look <laughs> you know look what I'm saying? No, I got this like light over here trying to like show my look good amazing. side. Look amazing. I don't know. But anyway. Um, but yeah, no. So please, yeah, don't open up. Stay close. Yeah. And uh, be safe. Yeah, dude. Be safe, fuck, man. Fuck, fuck Georgia. You know, who, you, know, you, you know who can also get twice? The, hmm. the mayor of Las Vegas. Oh God, I haven't. So tell me what's happening. I have. I've intentionally um, have not seen anything uh, about this. This. Just tell me the whole story. So let me know I what's mean, happening. In a nutshell, and then we she, can just end it after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. <laughs> she was interviewed by Anderson Cooper, and uh-huh. she pretty much. Summing up the whole conversation, she wants Las Vegas to be a case study for what happens if you open everything up. However, so when, when Anderson Cooper asked her, okay, are, are you going to be on the casino floor? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't. He's she like, said, I don't what? I don't gamble. And then, and then he also asked her, so how do you think you know, these casinos are going to open and do social distancing. She goes, I don't know. That's not my job. I'm not a private owner. That's not my job to figure out. If I owned a casino, it would be the cleanest casino. We'd have social distancing and it would be perfect. But that's not my job. Free market. Free market. Free market. Free market. She said the free market would wean out those businesses that didn't social distance properly because what people would get sick. What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? What? And she just said, I don't gamble. Bitch, you gambling with everybody that's in your goddamn city's lives. Like, Sorry. what is happening? Yes. yes what facts. is happening? That is you gamble. are gambling. <laughs> you Bro, do so, gamble, bitch. So if y'all haven't seen it, please just, just watch the video. It's a half hour long interview. I couldn't get through the whole thing. There's plenty of abridged versions where you get all highlights. It's amazing. Bites. Oh, but it's you know what this this whole process is opening up i think a lot of uh people's eyes to the realities of how this system mm-hmm. is in general so hopefully we come out on the other side higher than we were before and uh, more informed that's right. fine yeah man so we'll see we'll see what happens there's some dumb motherfuckers out there <laughs> some dumb motherfuckers yeah well uh shit i had to take the metronome out of there i don't even know why i was in there but anyway uh fuck we're out of this bitch then um stay home stay safe yes please no we're gonna keep giving you guys this good ass content for your fucking life um we appreciate you all and we help this motherfucks deuces deuce I should turn it up. If we're just gonna dance, I'm gonna turn it up. <laughs> <laughs>